0: With the Better Yet Podcast, I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better yet, it's a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around. Lucinda, I made my first ever mixtape when I was nine. My dad helped me. I called it nine years in the making, and you best believe this was on it. I saw Lucinda Williams once when I was four. In Central Park. She's playing in Chicago on Friday. She's playing Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. It's sold out. I'd like to go. Please, if you have any leads, podcast at gmail.com is something that I just feel like I need to witness. How are we doing out there? Welcome to Better Yet. Lily West of Lala. Lala La is on the show this week. Feel like I've said that before. Nevertheless, exciting interview to share. Lala, one of my favorite bands in Chicago. Lily, one of my favorite humans. And a Sagittarius to boot. Jupiter is in Sagittarius. And I feel big. I should, right? It's like a big planet. And it's there for like a year. And that's cool. Uh, we're plugging away over on Patreon. Patreon. Dot com slash better yet podcast this is a way for you to support the show through monthly pledges in exchange for some bonus content. Chloe is hamming it up in the feed. Got some extra audio content exclusive to Patreon. Postcards. Coffee. Go check it out at patreon.com slash better yet podcast. Things are good on that front. Creatively very stimulating but here, let me drop let me drop another one for you. Thanksgiving is next week for many. It's a time to spend with friends and family, and maybe it's a stressful time, but for the majority of us, at least it is a time spent eating in a comfortable environment. So in the spirit of trying to do something for those who don't enjoy that comfort, let me propose a deal. Anyone who leaves a five-star review of this show on Apple Podcasts between now and Sunday the 18th. Take a screenshot of that review and email it to me, podcast at gmail.com. I will make a $5 donation for each review to the Chicago Food Depository. That's Chicago's food bank. Write a review. I'll make the donation. The 18th is my Papa John's birthday Thanksgiving was always a favorite holiday. The crisps got together for it. Celebrate my grandfather's birthday. Also my birthday, the 24th. So that was always a special time for me. So let's make that happen. I'll have birthday checks coming in. I'm prepped. Let's get something good going. Email me those reviews. And I'll let you know what we end up sending in. All right. Lily West of LaLa. LaLa is on the show this week. LaLa is a project that Lily started in 2014 as she was just starting to write songs. Early La La was bare bones and raw, but also very dialed in. And over the course of the project, Lily's creativity has expanded. She started a wonderful side project called Blanket and really honed in with La La, the band's debut Sleepyhead, came in 2016. And it was an incredibly promising debut. She'd signed with Hardly Art for her newest offering, The Lamb, which shifts from the basement three-chord punch of Sleepyhead into a wider sonic template. It's an exciting record, exploratory, and really, really pretty textures that surround moments of very thorough introspection from Lily. I was looking forward to talking to her about it. She's never been on this show before, and I was excited to have her on for the first time. So let's get to it, but we'll start with the song. This is Water Over Sex followed by my interview with Lily West. release out that's like nobody writes songs like this person does.
1: Yeah, they just don't want to. It's I had this con- I literally had this conversation with the label and the PR. I had like a conference call uh-huh. the, with like la- the label and PR and uh my manager and they're like what's the story of the record? And I was like I don't want there to be one. Can we just talk about the music? Yeah. And they said as much as we wish that that could happen, it cannot.
0: <laughs> to me. It just feels like it's in vogue to talk about the emotional experience of a record.
1: Yes, it definitely, I definitely agree with you.
0: And it's it's tough because I think that, like, that should be something that you get to find out for yourself, you know? It's like... The ones that you really connect to are the ones that you listen to and it just hits you in that moment where you're not really expecting to be touched the way that that you are through somebody else's emotions. And now that's like the the tagline. That's like what you're, you're being told to like go to for it. You know, it's yeah. like kind of the inverse. Totally.
1: And yeah, when it's just like, I don't know, people just want like a punchline or something. And there's you know people talk about sobriety in relation to the lamb and that, that is a theme like all, I do sing about that a little bit but it also because it's such a main point of the press um, surrounding the record it's like people interpret lyrics wrong like yeah people don't have that thought themselves right. they can't re- relate or they have like a f- false relation not that that I don't know people have that anyway but just like specifically thinking in some review talks about the lyric you think i'm good but i want to be gooder," and how that's about sobriety uh-huh. and it's not at all that's not what that lyric is yeah at all and i guess that's just you know press is always going to have things that aren't true in it and like Uh, interpretations of lyrics which are wrong which is also fine but it's just like i don't think that that person would have come to that conclusion had they not been told by someone or like
0: some press release or something that the album is about sobriety i think it took me like a little bit of time uh you know researching for you know this show which my research is pretty much just dependent upon like what other people are writing about it. And then you see the things that come up. And then once I started like looking at press releases and things like that, and just seeing like, Oh, okay. This is everybody's hitting on the same beats here. And it just, right. It seems to be like working to what benefit, I guess it's it's literally useless. Yeah.
1: It's so stupid. It's like this weird mining of trauma. And it's, it's also just like, People are like, these horrible things happened to you. Tell me about that. And I'm like, yeah, some bad things happened. But they're also happening all day to everyone. Yeah. And it's not... It just isn't simple like that. Like, bad thing happened. Wrote a song. There it is. Now I can talk about it. It's just like, that is part of my life. But it's also part of everyone's life. And it's not... Like, I wrote this as a catharsis specifically. Or... As, like, an anthem. I feel like this is happening with the Ian Sweet record, too, I've noticed. Uh-huh. People are like, this album is the cure to depression, like, yeah, for Jillian sure. and uh-huh. therefore for other people. And I'm like, it's it's not, though. It's she didn't... I mean, yes, she was sad at times, like, and that is clear in some of the music or, or not clear, but it's just... It's, simplified so much that it's right. meaningless and it's also funny because people asked me about one song on the record i mentioned in they had me do like a song by song thing for right. the press yep. i mentioned that i talk about in one song how the internet everyone talks the same uh-huh. um, and it becomes meaningless because everyone's just trying to appeal to as many people as possible right, at one right. time so they're using the same language and it's just nonsense it's very boring and that's literally what's happening with the press surrounding the record now like Uh and even with people asking me about that they're like you think everyone on the internet talks the same and then they write the same sentence about Uh, how i feel that way yeah it's just an irony stupid stupid it's stupidity
0: loop well you know i i don't write about music very much because for me the i found that the best way to express my feelings about it are through talking to People about it as it's happening but what is true about writing about music is that it's it's hard to describe how something sounds so people latch on to this is what they're talking about totally and you know that's i guess it just is what it is but yeah. it's great to have you here on this show for the very first time
1: <laughs> i'm happy to be here for the first time having never been on this show prior to this this day and yeah time.
0: you know and i was getting ready and i was i was combing through uh my brains and and my memories of uh you know sleepyhead and getting into your band for the first time and i was like wow that was such a a cathartic deep dive and i feel like i know this person but you know that's as we're saying it's something that you can't really you can't really feel like you have that. You can't You can't just like claim that you have that by listening to the records, that you know somebody. It's gotta happen through face-to-face interaction. For me, it's always behind two microphones, and so I'm glad that you're here behind that microphone for the first time in your life. Can we... So, I mean, I've learned in doing this that like interviews, people, people look at them differently. When I first started doing this show, I was like, Everybody wants to talk about themselves and their records and their art because that's why you make art. So you can talk about yourself as much as you can. And I've learned that that's very not true. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, how have have things changed for you over the course of uh, the time that you were here before?
1: Um we're going we're going yeah. we're
0: going to cut the bit out <laughs> cuz you you came by you came by a while ago and we had a really nice conversation mm-hmm. and, and uh and then you you asked if if we could take the interview down I said of course yes so you know how what, <laughs> what brought you here today what made it <laughs> what made it seem like it would be all right this time around
1: um i think that i just am more aware of not that like a lot of people are paying attention to what i'm doing Uh but that some people are i'm just more aware of um how much control i want to have over how much i give people particularly strangers yeah like how much information and uh you know, I get... No. Just, yeah, how much information about myself, whether it be, like, emotional or factual. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot more guarded
0: uh-huh.
1: than I was at that time, you know, in a way that I think it's better for me and for everyone. Well, I just... I mean, it goes back to what we we're saying about, like, listening to music and figuring it out for yourself. Uh-huh. It's just... I do that, too, now. I want it to be... A mystery or a secret
0: it's nice having that you know when you have you have so much access to people and you have the ability to if you want to follow people that you respect artistically and just follow them into their freaking bedrooms uh and in a lot of ways that's good and that's nice and in some ways it's just not for everybody
1: yeah i don't know it's just like you have an opportunity to present something and obviously it the hope is that it's genuine but I feel that the more control you exercise over it you know the maybe more interesting is not the right term but the more control you exercise over it the more accurate it will be to what you intend
0: yeah yeah. And I think that you're, you know, when you go and you share so much of yourself publicly, uh, then when you go to try and make like a piece of art where you're trying to make it universal in some sense, it's difficult when you have like so much of yourself that's like already out there. You know, it's it, it can be tough to, I think, to separate that personal space from the artistic space if you let one out too much.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't really mind about I don't I don't want to be universal, you know. Um
0: Well, yeah, but you don't want to you also don't want to write a song that's this is about me, Lily West of Chicago, Illinois, right. and only about me, Lily West of Chicago, Illinois.
1: I've actually been thinking about <laughs> writing story songs recently. Yeah. Yeah what's of myself yeah yeah
0: well i would i would say that listening to the lamb uh in comparison to Sleepyhead head and the things that preceded it you have really developed a, a real vivid language and like One of the reasons that I liked Sleepyhead so much was that it was so referential. It was so much like, you know, you were pulling from these outside sources, Okie Dokie doggy Daddy. um, And this one, it's like, there's none of that. It's just what you're making. No, there is some of that. Oh, there is some of that. It's just secret. Ah. (laughs) Tell us the big secrets. No, keep them secret.
1: I I I take a lot of lyrics from poems and and stuff still i just i'll rearrange them all like a sign Uh uh-huh i have a new sign based off a something i saw on the front of a tabloid yeah in the grocery store
0: wait you have a new oh you have a new song i'm working on a new song oh okay because you i thought you said sign so you got a little bit of the you got a little bit of the english accent it comes out sometimes and other times it doesn't you grew up in london right
1: yes until i was 13
0: okay and then, and then you moved to Los Angeles. Yes, and, and
1: it gave me the surfer Brit accent.
0: Uh huh. Do you know? Do you know Ben uh, Rudolph from the band Shu? He was here recently. He's from London originally, and then moved to New York and then Orlando. And he's got almost none of the British accent left in him.
1: Chris from the band Grape Tooth.
0: Uh huh. Um, yeah, I know that band.
1: Moved from london when he was like 13 and he has zero accent i had no idea yeah that he was from england or he's not from i you know he lived there until he was 13 i was like how come you sound like that and i
0: sound like this why why did i get saddled with this with this thing (laughs) so um you when you moved to la so you're 13 years old were you were you interested in music beforehand like on a on a more personal level Thirteen is such a such an age of like that's kind of when you're starting to begin to shape your person.
1: Yeah, I definitely became when I moved to America. I became a really big music fan. Uh I mean, you know, who doesn't like music? But I was just you know I started. I will tell you what. Let me tell you a story. Some people don't like music.
0: I saw the Goo Goo Dolls on Friday night. I was surrounded by people who don't like music. They just. They were there. We sat next to people who were looking up the lyrics to songs when they started, so that they could sing along with them. Oh, it was weird. so bizarre. Cause I'm just kind of, where do you come from? What do you do? What is your what is your normal day to day? But also like, what do you think about when you're alone? Me? I know all these songs by fucking heart. What are you doing? You looking? I'm be, sorry. Be petting I'm... my dog with the with yeah. your foot. All right, fine. I yeah, I just noticed. Just I don't talk listening. to me about the Google Docs. I'm it's listening. Fine. I am listening. So, so we, okay. All right. Thirteen years old. Who was your favorite band?
1: Um, I got really into uh, indie rock.
0: Yeah, I've heard of when it. I was thirteen. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like you know, there's a lot of stuff that's hard to sift through. You know, what I thought I should like. hmm Um, so I think at that age you're still, or at least I was still. Very confused about who I was and trying to fit in. I know... I remember that the first bands that I really loved, like, independent of thinking I should love them, um, were
0: Y and Pavement. Well, Jesus, you got a tour with Y coming up. And you played yes. shows with him before, right? We played one show. Oh, okay.
1: Um, Yeah. I loved i still love those bands but they were the, i remember but both of them it was like i got really into like who was in the band and researched all the sure. side projects yeah. and like anticipated when new music would come you know it was uh-huh. that kind of yeah new stuff. stephen
0: malcolm's record there'll be two songs on it that i really like and then the rest will be just okay (laughs) i love that song uh one of the the malcolm solo songs that i like those jenny and the s dog you know that one uh Uh, (laughs) drives a volvo it's a volvo with ancient plates it's good yeah that's a fun one but why i mean that's that like why you find that and it's just like okay like this is Pretty expansive. This yeah. is this is like hip hop, but it's not. It's weirdo. Right. He's only talking about like really strange things that you don't hear people talk about on hip hop records.
1: Yeah, I think it was the definitely the beginning of the undoing of music for me, where uh-huh. I was, you know, I slowly over the course of many years realized that music could be anything.
0: Yeah. Um. So were you were you interested in it in a? W- did you start playing? Did you were you going to like you know local shows out there? I don't know too much about like the LA music scene, but it's like kind of separate right? it's like things are just existing independently in terms of like subgenres of scenes like you know seems like out there like you know you have like eight variants of punk that have their own scene and I'm sure it's that way with indie rock and garage.
1: Yeah, I mean when I was younger I would go to concerts like like bigger venues. Like I would go see Wilco. Uh-huh. Um
0: Would you go to the Troubadour? That's the one, right? The L. Troubadour?
1: I? Yeah, that I've been to a couple times. I remember see who did I see the um Little Joy? Okay. It was like a sh- shoot off of Devenger Van Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy.
1: Uh, right. <laughs> um <laughs> I've nothing nothing to say about him good or bad
0: nor do i (laughs) um we live through it we're on the you know i (laughs)
1: wish him the best (laughs) i do i really do as i do everyone i I bet it sounds like i'm being sarcastic i truly am being genuine no i don't know him i i wish him the best Uh (laughs) uh-huh um yeah and then i guess when i was in high school i learned about the smell i'd go that you know honestly it gets and harder, harder and harder for Who me to that? remember. Who was
0: that? The, the that's someone's collective, right?
1: The smell, no age, was like yeah, um, okay, highly associated with the smell. Mm-hmm. I think they recorded their album there, and it was like their cover was taken there. But Jim Smith's the guy that I think, as far as I know, it's still going. Mm-hmm. It almost went away, but I'm pretty sure it's still there.
0: Yeah, and you were you were interested in visual arts too, right? That's why you you, you came here for. SAIC right
1: yes I went to an art high school in LA and Uh I thought that I was going to be a very serious uh oil painter I took it very seriously yeah so did not humor no humor in it Uh I
0: was like I am going to be an artist what what type of uh what type of oil paintings are you doing? like what's your what's your oil painting period you know Alex Katz no what year that's... It's contemporary. Okay.
1: I guess I could say the most mainstream person that I really li- liked, continue to like, is David Hockney.
0: Um, right over. Right
1: over my He's very good. Head. Well, he's yeah? from... You know, I think he was... Came up in the 70s. Yeah. In Los Angeles. He's uh-huh. from England. Yeah. Um, I painted like that. Sort of like figurative, but uh, mm-hmm. by no means photoreal or
0: right. something. Some, Some of like, the paintings what is it? Like, What's the oil painting like you know, in in the second half of the 20th century, it's going more into like a realism space, right? Like we were super abstract at the beginning of the 20th century and now it's like we got, we got to compete with these photographs that people are doing, right? Yeah, how it goes? Yeah. I'm trying to understand movements over here.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just... History has always been really hard to me because... I mean, obviously there's movements, but... There's just so much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude. To... It's wild. I like. I don't know. To make it I, small is hard. I love going to museums and just like standing in front of things and just being like, "Yeah, I feel that." And then if I don't, just walk right by it. But
1: yeah, I do the same thing.
0: Um, so so when you came in, you came to Chicago and you were you were going to be a very serious artist, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on oil paintings. Did Did you know anybody here, or was it?
1: Yeah, I went to. Um, this place called Oxbow and Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was 16, it's like a art program for juniors and seniors in high school. Uh, and I met a couple of people there who were going to SAC. Mm-hmm. and I moved here. I would live with them.
0: Oh, okay. And so how long, how long were you in school over there? SAC. Yeah. Um, one year and two months. What you, what's your relationship with that now? You know, the, the song drop out, uh, on the Lamb, Mm -hmm. i was like you know i honed in on that one and then i realized that that isn't exactly about like dropping out of college it's maybe about dropping out of a few different things in in your life but you know
1: yeah that's a pretty vague song
0: yeah
1: um i just happened to write that on the day um that i would have graduated college had i stayed oh so i called it that i almost regret that title honestly i feel uh-huh. like it's a little cliche or a lot cliche what who cares There's a lo- i know I titles just- titles are
0: allowed to be whatever they want right? i know i just you know just don't make them like an inside joke that's not going to be funny like <laughs> six months after you put the thing on a rack,
1: i did that
0: <laughs> i think everybody does that i did
1: that it? and i yeah but it's an inside joke with myself, and I like it.
0: Right. Inside <laughs> jokes with yourself are, are an important thing. I think yeah. you, you you get to have this, like, little bit that you're sharing part of yourself publicly and always having that the that thing that's just like, this is for me, for me only. Yeah. So when... Yeah, that
1: is really nice. I do that,
0: yes. Well, <laughs> I you agree do, with you. Are, are, do, are, do you like the replacements? Are you, uh, yeah, I like the replacements. He's, he's huge on that like he changes lyrics a lot like if you listen to different takes of replacement Mm -hmm. songs uh you listen to live performances he's just changing the lyrics all the time and there's a quote in there that i really love where he's just like if something only makes sense to me it's staying in the song i need that i need to hold on to that
1: that's cool yeah i've been thinking a lot about making stuff mine again again not that it's like i have a huge audience or something but now i've been touring so much um sometimes when i'm performing i feel like if i have an emotion it immediately becomes fake because of the audience it's like it becomes a performative emotion it's like i'm having an emotion as well part yeah, of this. you're on a stage right um so i've been turning around a lot lately uh-huh To just remind myself that I'm alone in my head or something. Like when I don't have to sing, sometimes I turn around, I just close my eyes and I'm like, you like this. Yeah. (laughs) You're playing guitar because you like it. You're singing a song because you like writing songs and you like singing. So
0: what are you, I guess, what are you combating there? Is it just the idea that there's a sense of performance that goes into what you are doing there and you don't like the idea that there's something disingenuous yeah i just want to be genuine i just want it like it's hard right
1: yeah and i yeah i just have to and it's easy if you play songs so many times for them to lose it you know yeah it's hard to stay present when you're playing a show every single night Yeah, the same songs.
0: Well, let me skip ahead a little bit here because you know, you have To me you have a a kind of a career that is divided into two and it's it it ends with sleepyhead and then it it starts again with the lamb and so many of the early Lala songs are such 3 a.m bangers there the fucking the ones that you kind of you know fuck with your friends is such a good like you know there's there's a certain amount of like vinegar uh cheap beer and uh sleepy eyes that that go into like yelling along with that song how does, does the meanings of things like that change for you in a maybe in a negative way now that you're Hopefully not staying up till 3 a.m. at this point. Do you go to bed really early now that you're sober? because I, um, I, I, I was up till 10.30 the other night. It was fucked up.
1: It depends. Yeah. I, yeah, it depends. I definitely go to, I mean, I didn't go to bed.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and now I do. Uh-huh. Um, That's I a s- good step. I You know, sometimes I go to bed late, but I sleep an average of eight hours. Uh-huh.
0: So, that's good yeah well, you know do the do are some of those songs uh maybe difficult for you and do you feel rem- removed from that person
1: um sometimes i mean not really i just it songs are difficult for me if i don't like them as a song honestly yeah um if i regret there's a couple songs on sleepyhead that i'm like that song sucks i'm so embarrassed that that is like part of the, the history of me or the history of my band, not that it matters, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't love singing. I love cigarettes, uh-huh. even though it's true. I just don't want people to smoke because yeah. I say that it's good, right? Um, you gotta think sometimes about I, the youth. You I, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I sing I hate cigarettes if I want to. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't. I don't have trouble with. Content. It's only things that I don't. Yeah, just like
0: just songs that you're maybe tired of, or you yeah, of moved or just on think they're
1: bad. I just won't. But I don't play songs I don't like live. Yeah. Typically, there's like sometimes there's in any given set there might be one or two that I'm like this is not uh huh the song that's
0: well, making somebody happy yeah and that's a good thing whether to be it be doing
1: someone in my band or uh-huh. audience
0: um so law. And that pretty much starts when you start to write songs, though, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Were you? Did you play guitar before?
1: I knew a couple of chords. I remember taking um, a couple of lessons in middle school and learning like G and E uh-huh. and A. But I didn't really. I remember when I first started playing shows. Anytime I had to play B minor. Which is just a bar chord, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. I would be like, Who? "But you use all of them." Yeah, I was just like, "Who knows is, if this will happen? If I'll hit it right?" Sure. I was just like,
0: "Wow." Were you nervous playing in front of people when you first started? Yes, petrified. Yeah,
1: petrified. Yeah.
0: How did you get over that?
1: Um. Well, I would I would get drunk before we played, uh-huh. and just doing it a lot. Uh huh. I still get nervous sometimes. Yeah, but it's, I throw up every now and then before really? we play. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's scary. It's bad for your throat. Yeah, and I
1: know. It is actually. It, I'm like no, because yeah. it's just so much harder to sing afterwards.
0: Um, you know, it, it it feels like you're you're just like writing these songs, and then it's just like, all right, we gotta play them. You got your it was your roommate at the time, right? Lila. Lila yeah. Starts to play the drums mm-hmm. and. Do you just you just start doing it pretty quickly?
1: Yeah, co- kind of. I don't really remember. You know that time, or just my past is consolidated in my head to such like little moments. I uh-huh. don't actually know the distance. Yeah, between things. Sometimes doctors ask me. They're like, "When did the symptoms begin?" And I'm like, what "I do you have mean?
0: no idea." What do you mean? Just like doctors begin. Oh, just, oh no, a oh, doctor. Okay. If someone
1: says. Or just like some, you got the flu. And yeah, they're like, uh-huh. when did you stop feeling sick? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. They're like, how long? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't. I, I have have any concept of.
0: I have like photographic recall of things that happened between ages like five and thirteen, and you know I don't remember uh you know where i left my freaking keys every day mm-hmm. and i don't remember like you know chunks of of my 20s too it's weird it's strange
1: i barely remember anything
0: so <laughs> <laughs> um i
1: really think you know you have capacity you have you have a capacity
0: mm-hmm when you're when you're writing those songs, though, there does seem to be, like, this real kinetic energy to it, where you're writing songs for the first time, they're coming out, they're coming out good, and they're also coming out better and better. It's almost like this is just, like, pouring out of you. Um, and I feel like a lot of that energy is really captured on those recordings, too, which feel like they're very, like, two takes and... Mm-hmm you have a quote in there too where you're you're like once it's done i get bored so we have to move on i feel like Mm -hmm. that kind of paints a portrait of like how that was just like new songs new songs new songs anything that i wrote three months ago i'm past it now yeah um so i mean do you do you remember like kind of a, a feeling of like Excitement about that? Did you feel like you were getting better and like maybe a little bit more confident in doing what you were doing or were you still like forcing yourself out there? During Sleepyhead? During, yeah, Sleepyhead and like the time leading up to it. Like was it, were you more confident in, in the music that you were playing? Were you more confident in playing shows?
1: I don't think so. I don't remember really. Yeah. Um. It is, it seems very strange to me that I am where I am in that music is my job just because the way everything happened doesn't make sense to me just like I don't I don't know what implored me to start doing it or how it just kept going
0: we'll come back to that okay um but you know you got some lineup Shifts going mm-hmm. on during that time. Uh, Emily and Abby are playing with you on the first EP. No, and call oh, on the EP. B- yes, yeah. yes, yes. And please. then Carla comes. I think actually, in place it's, of uh, Emily. Right?
1: What's the first EP that you're referring to?
0: The Your discography is so strange because you don't have all of your songs on Bandcamp. <laughs> I know.
1: I don't even remember. People ask me sometimes, they're like, "When you, do you have those songs, some of yeah. those tapes? I'm like, I have no idea have what even was on that.
0: Right. Have a Good Day is 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 an EP that came out on Manic Static. And yes, it's, I th- it's an eight song tape. There's only three songs on Bandcamp. Three very good ones, by the way. Thank you. Um, I... Always go back to anyway. Uh, I think that's a fucking. I think that that's your first song. That's just on the top of them. Thank uh, you. The tear.
1: That song's hard for me because it's so. It's just. It's like too obvious or something. I, yeah. f- I feel embarrassed sometimes by that song.
0: I think that, w- but w- I'm really
1: young, so I forgive myself.
0: <laughs> it's a good thing that you forgive yourself. There's something that's in kind of the, the energy and the simplicity of you know even going into sleepyhead where you say things very plainly very obviously uh those songs are under three minutes long mostly it's Mm -hmm. like you say what you need to say and then you're done that's it and i feel like that really marks like the youth of it and kind of the excitement of how you were coming into all of it
1: yeah i don't know it does all it does all
0: seem very young when you find when you when abby and carla kind of come in and and really solidify the the lineup for for some time you know that's the band on on sleepyhead mm-hmm. um that felt like that felt like a very like tight unit like you know musically and and you had such affection for them the two of them when you came by and we talked
1: i do love them
0: and they're incredible musicians they're doing date stuff um you know do you remember do you remember it feeling like it was it was good or or, I mean because you kind of you know also last summer you did a lot of touring with them right
1: um last we did the Ian Sweet tour Mm -hmm. Ian Sweet Cherry Glazer tour and then we did a couple days with Girlpool. but that's the only touring oh I guess before that that was the only summer touring and then they left the band right after the girl pool dates.
0: Uh-huh. Was that date stuff they 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 went to do date stuff. Yeah. It a bummer.
1: <laughs> um it was a bummer in some ways, but I think it was really the right time. Like they really wanted to do that and I think that Kala, you know, she's such a good guitar player and yeah. I think that um she felt restricted by bass. Yeah. And she just need, you know, she loves guitar. That's what she wants to do. And you know, I think as much as it was all of our band all like collectively i think that supporting me and my songs was for a while was like too much and we weren't you know making that much new stuff i don't know it was the right i just it felt right and it was you know uh amicable
0: it's it's something that i think comes up in a few different instances where you have like three-piece or a four-piece where it's you know it's a band for sure but it's it's one person and and everybody else has things that they want to do and it's like you know I think you and and Jill kind of went through the same thing where mm-hmm. you know you're getting really good tour offers you're, you know you can do it like more and more if you want to yeah and sometimes like the people that are attached to it have to make that choice and that's that's tough but it's a reality um i I have such a fucking affection for date stuff too i think that that, was such a good band i'm glad that everything's good too i was supposed to ask you that before just to make sure that it wasn't like me and yeah yeah, yeah, i
1: mean abby's back in lala now Oh, yeah? Yeah, she plays guitar.
0: Wow, wait. What? Oh, my God. Are you, <laughs> so you're working as a four-piece? Yeah, we're a four-piece. Um She plays drums
1: on three songs still. Mm-hmm. They, her and uh, Ben, who played drums on
0: the Lamb. Switch. And then Emily is, is back in too, right? Emily, Emily played on Emily the Lamb? Was, Emily was back for a year, uh-huh. and Emily's gone. Okay. So so how does that... When you're, I guess, going through shifts like that, is mm-hmm. it is it something that you're able to not get too nervous about, too tense about? Are you able to, like, roll with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely frustrating in some ways, particularly since Emily left. Um, we haven't had a permanent bass player. Like, Abby and Ben are pretty permanent. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, there'll be a tool occasionally that they can't do. One of them can't do or yeah. something. Um, yeah, and Miranda do the Yes, the Miranda played bass on Heck one yeah. of them, yeah. But... It's the it's frustrating to teach people the same songs over and over again. It's hard, you know. This tour, um, Felix Walworth of Told Slan is playing bass. Uh uh-huh. um, They're great. Yeah. It's fun. We're working on a new song which we haven't had time for yeah. in a while. Um That's Felix frustrating. But such it's such
0: a good like musical brain too. Like, they're so they talented. They contribute so well yeah. to and like Told Slant has been you know making fucking like. People take steps, and Told Slant like takes like long leaps each time. There's a new record that comes out, you mm-hmm.
1: know. It's nice that we have this flexibility. Like if three people want to, or can uh-huh. do a tour, and someone else can't, it's it's okay. Like we'll right. we'll sub someone in. Um, it does make me a little nervous at the beginning of a tour. Just if, if there, any variable changes, I get nervous again. Yeah, just uh, for the first show or something. <laughs>
0: So uh, the thing that that popped up that I kind of wanted to to hold off on, um, you know, you talk about how some of the stuff just like comes together and you're not really aware of how it happens. Um, when, when when did you quit drinking?
1: Um, two and a half years ago. Uh
0: huh. So it was, like what right after Sleepyhead came out or no, no Sleepyhead didn't, didn't come out uh-huh. I didn't
1: put it online until after Yeah. Um a couple months after we recorded Sleepyhead?
0: Yeah. So I would like now I'm guessing you have a lot more of a of a consciousness with like things as they're as they're going and and you're you've picked up this project and I think you had maybe at the beginning like a little more of like a fuck it like you know who cares Mm -hmm. attitude in in terms of everything and since you've been sober it feels like you've put a lot of your energy into that so when you I guess when you like pick it up in that way I I feel like when I when I got sober I had a lot of energy too Mm -hmm. and I put it into I put it into this I put it into some other places too Did did you kind of feel that way about the band
1: yeah definitely I mean, you know, I just have more energy generally. Definitely at the beginning I had extreme energy. I remember the week, like I first was, it was like three weeks um, into my sobriety or something. And I was in my apartment alone for the first time. And I wrote like a whole album for my solo project my secret solo project uh-huh. um,
0: not blanket yeah blanket oh okay. i mean it's
1: just secret in the way that no one ever listens to it
0: <laughs> i do Oh <laughs> got excited when i heard these lamb songs that were blanket songs which ones are there blank are there yeah which one what's the second track the second track on on the, the lamb, lamb. Which is oh spy me. that
1: is a blanket spy song. You're right. is certainly
0: a blanket song. Okay, and well, then there's
1: also a B side of the Lamb that is a blanket side, but it I didn't I took it off.
0: To keep my friends safe, like
1: is that a blanket song?
0: Yes. No. Yeah, part of that.
1: Oh yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I took part of that song. I totally forgot. There's a song called Cowboy that's a blanket song that I yeah. we recorded for the Lamb and I I uh-huh. ultimately you nixed it. I nixed it.
0: Um, you know. Aside from like the energy that goes into it, did your, did your writing process differ at all? Was there like, did you feel like any sort of shift in like, I don't know how, cause this goes back to like the way things on the lamp feel differently from Sleepy Head, where your, uh, your writing to me seems a little bit different. And mm-hmm. um, you know, were you writing songs differently during that time of sobriety, than you were back then when things were kind of just like coming out?
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, you know what? I would say that in the beginning of my sobriety, the Blanket songs came out in a, the similar way that the Sleepyhead songs, that they would come out in one sitting. Mm-hmm. um And I, yeah, I would just like record. I mean, if you've listened to Blanket, you know those recordings. Are really crazy, and that's why I like them. Like I like the freedom of them not having to sound crisp or something. Yeah. Um, but I would just you know make those those recordings in a couple hours, in a day, de- in a in a night or day.
0: Um, what I like about blanket is that it feels like what you're doing is you're just kind of f- like finding sounds that you like, and you're kind of exploring like what you can do within that world. And Sleepyhead songs, like La songs, are kind of just built around chord structures. And this seems just, like, so immersive. It feels like such a, like, deep dive headspace sort of thing where you're kind of, like, building from within.
1: Yeah. I mean, I take a lot of risks on Blanket because of how low pressure it is. And, yeah, I just, I mean, I made all of those in GarageBand. Um, so there's, like, GarageBand effects on stuff. And I recorded the vocals into the laptop microphone yeah. Like literally just with my laptop open Just singing at it uh-huh. um, And yeah I would just like pick up things I was living alone at the time I'd pick up things in my apartment And just like shake them But Well yeah, that's I guess... an exciting
0: freedom I think Especially for you know You seem to think a good amount about Like How people perceive your music And you and your own expression And how that's dictated By being in front of people mm-hmm. Having something that's just like this is for me and it doesn't have to sound anything other than like what i want it to sound like yeah. right yeah
1: yeah and then i can you know pick parts later god i would love nothing more than to make a blanket album right now
0: <sighs> why don't you
1: because i have to go on tour oh i'm in two so days. sorry you're
0: touring with why your oh, favorite okay, band when you're 13 that sounds so terrible um you know I'll make
1: a blanket album on the computer on tour Send I'm sorry, it to I mean, me. to sound like a brat.
0: I love it. You're not a brat. I am a brat. Um. Well, <laughs> welcome to That's being what the narrative, an alcoholic. I, yeah. <laughs> I wish
1: that the press around. I like makeup press all the time that I wish it was. I wish it was like Lily West is a total brat.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> so we can go into this as much as you want. For me, uh, I guess I just related to so much of the lamb because. You do have moments in there that are, I know the the, the press was about the sobriety aspect of it a lot, yeah. but that experience that I was feeling personally—that you know—I don't know if this is if this is what you were trying to uh, go for or not. But being sober, it's just so difficult because you have to drop so much of who you are you have to reassess kind of everything about yourself and it's a very lonely space or Mm -hmm. at least it's a very uh, solitary space Um, yeah
1: I guess I would agree with that at first
0: it takes a little bit of time to like figure things out I think to figure out like how how to be the self that you really are
1: right yes it is, yeah because you can't turn yourself off anymore um yeah i feel like it took me a while to figure out that i was gonna stay sober yeah like it wasn't i was like i guess i'm really i was the second time i tried once before i tried two times before um and then the third time I was like well it really seems like i should be uh if
0: you're spending that much time thinking about it if then i've probably, tried yeah
1: um, I don't know. It was such a weird time. Yeah. You know, they talk about this in the press. I, like, drove to the Badlands
0: mm-hmm.
1: by myself. I was just like, what? A-? I just, yeah, it was actually a lot about being alone. Because I did that alone on purpose. I was, like, really just didn't want any witnesses to myself or something to anything that's why i went there i like drove to the bad the, yeah. i mean the whole road trip thing by myself it was just i just wanted to like look at the rocks um and you know i have this like whole romantic thing about the badlands yeah and i that's have for a, a long time
0: very very romantic place yeah
1: um i yeah i just wanted to look at the rocks and be totally alone or something
0: I went to New Orleans when I was maybe six months So No, okay. it was a little bit more than Horrible that. Horrible idea. Even. No, you know, <laughs> it, it's for me. Uh, I've always had a romanticizing of like kind of the like John Steinbeck world of like Cannery Row and bums and people that are just, you know, hanging out on the street. And New Orleans is a place where I just. I wanted to go there by myself and just walk around at night. And, you know, I got my palm red. I would just go in and get Arizona iced tea and ask for a brown paper bag and just walk around. And I don't know what I needed to do there, but I did it. You know, Mm -hmm. that feeling of like, I got to I got to get this like kind of thing that sounds crazy when I say it out loud out of my system maybe not crazy out loud, but you gotta, you gotta, it's a process of like making a lot of big declarations, whether they're to yourself or to other people, I think.
1: Yeah. I feel, yeah, I guess it was to myself, you know, I think that I used to, before I was sober, want to make big declarations to people all the time. And the longer I'm sober, the less I want that. Yeah. The less, and it's all part of like, me not wanting anyone to know anything about me Mm -hmm. (laughs) too (laughs) yeah like I I don't want yeah
0: I see a lot less people Mm -hmm. now than I did five years ago that's for sure and I don't feel the same desire to keep everybody up to speed I just assume that they assume that I'm doing fine Mm -hmm. is where I'm at
1: yeah yeah
0: Um, you know, when I heard Dove, um, it's such a, it's a really beautiful and it's a really heart-wrenching song and hearing it within a record where you talk about being on your own so much and dealing with, uh, you know, just being alone by yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was... It it was just very, you know, compounding hearing that, you know, you I feel I feel like sometimes when you're sober for a little bit of time, you feel like you got something fig- figured out, like you get this curveball and you are stuck dealing with it and dealing with it without substituting feelings in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you want to talk about do you want to talk about that track?
1: I can talk about it. It's just, I don't know. It's another song that I'm like, this is too much. I said too much in the lyrics. Like, I wish I disguised it a little bit more. Um, I also wish it wasn't the third single. Because I feel like it's not actually um, encompassing of the band or the record. Uh, And we don't play it live. Yeah anymore. We did it for a little bit, but I just I don't know.
0: That's a tough one to play live, I'm sure.
1: It's it, it's actually okay. It's just I mean, especially as time passes, you know, the further away I get from a song, the more it feels like I'm like singing someone else's song. Um I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it, particularly like anything that hasn't been said I've said before. Yeah yeah it's just about death yeah it's just about someone dying yeah and how it sucks it does <laughs> it does fucking suck <laughs> it just sucks so much and it keeps sucking forever yeah <laughs> it's eternal awfulness
0: um you know you we we talked a little bit about the about hercules the second blanket lp and and how you know some of those songs become la la songs uh You know, I really do like the idea that you pulled these, like, kind of electronic explorations and then kind of introduced them into Lala, as opposed to you write Lala songs the way you had been writing Lala songs, and then you decide that you want different textures on top of them. I feel like that wouldn't have translated nearly as well as what you did there where you have something that's like electronic based and then you bring it and you kind of put a little bit more of a rock band to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that what I'm, what I sat and thought about a lot as I'm listening to this record is that it it feels so belabored over um, in a lot of very good ways as opposed to Sleepyhead, which was just a very like, done.
1: Yeah, it's like a live recording, basically. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I did a a lot of guitar overdubs on uh, The Lamb. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I tried to uh, keep the energy that I have with demos and with uh, Blanket. You know, like a lot of those guitars were improvised in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I would just be like, record it, record it now. I would just be like, loop that part. And I would just... uh, play guitar over and then be like, record it. I've, I've come up with something and uh-huh. um, layered them because that's how I make a lot of the blanket um, stuff. I do wish, honestly, I wish I'd had more time with it because in the way that uh, Sleepyhead is a live recording and all the songs were pretty new, I wouldn't have included some of them had I had a little more time. And sure. um, I think there's things on the lamb that I wouldn't have done as well if I had had more time or more space. You know, you... We made the record in a pretty condensed amount of time. And if you just listen to something over and over again, you just completely lose the ability
0: to hear it. I guess that's kind of, you know, where I was going uh, when I was thinking about it was like you put so much thought into something. And especially when you have like a different type of energy, like, you know, being sober Mm -hmm. energy, you know, it can be tough to pull yourself out of that but you feel like you achieve that by just having a condensed amount of time
1: i wait sorry you I, didn't get you didn't
0: get too obsessive with it
1: no i wish i'd been more Uh huh. <laughs> but maybe i'll feel that way forever about everything i ever make
0: seems to be a running theme with you
1: yeah <laughs> i mean yeah it definitely is you know it's a good um,
0: thing it's a. It, it sounds like it's a good and a bad thing it
1: is a good and a bad thing it's good i like that i uh push myself to change and get better because of shame of the <laughs> past but i also i mean truly with music it's like i have moments that are, i'm just it just is too much sometimes how bad i feel about it so yeah. and it becomes not productive in that, right in those moments
0: what do you do with it
1: then I just freaking wait. And I'm also always on tour, so I just, I just have to keep doing it. <laughs> Eventually, uh-huh. I come to some kind of acceptance of myself. I struggle with performing. In particular, you know, I love, love making music. I really, really love it. Yeah. Um, it's so important to me. And then sometimes on tour, I think... Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I pulled
0: a teabag away. <laughs> <laughs> because I was fiddling Fidgeting.
1: with it. Um, sometimes on tour, I'm like, what is this to me like what what is this other than perpetuating the other thing that i love which is fine um you
0: you this is the trade-off yeah you, I'm like, in why order am to I, like yeah. go and make uh, which like, also a sounds so
1: ungrateful because this is my dream life i just want to preface everything i'm saying by i am very grateful um but i, I was think talking this all
0: takes time i think that this is a real struggle and you yeah. have to figure it out
1: well i was talking to namdi uh huh. You know Namdi? Do he, I know? Namedi has he done a
0: twice? Oh, um, just like you. Yes. If you come back a third time, you you're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes. Miranda's in there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's the best.
1: Um. Well, I was talking to Namdi about it. I was like, I just don't know if I believe in what I'm doing. And he was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What is there to believe in? Like, you're doing it. It's done. You don't have to be any more or less of yourself ever. And it was... I talk to people about this kind of stuff all the time. But it was like the first time that someone said something that really got to me. Yeah. was like, yeah, don't be such a fucking idiot. Just be yourself. You're being yourself. That's fine. Just... What what are you gonna do? You what are, you can't, can't be it. anyone yeah. except yourself. Uh-huh. So I actually, since we had that conversation, I felt
0: better. You know, it, or like more realistic. I think it makes something. it makes so much sense coming from Nandi because Nandi, you know, he puts everything down. He records everything, and mm-hmm. like those early recordings where it's just like, you know, twenty eight songs, and half of them are about eating cheese. Yeah, and it's like fuck yeah, that came out of you and here it is and that's it. It can be like, it can be fun, it can be funny, it can be slightly embarrassing, it can be super cathartic, it could also be the building block for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that uh, the s- the sound and the texture that you're working with on this record too, it feels super exciting because it's just got so much left to be explored for you
1: yes <laughs> i also am excited You're s- in that way yeah. i'm really excited to keep doing stuff i was like um this morning actually i was listening to this yellow magic orchestra song and i was playing guitar i was like you know just playing guitar over it mm-hmm. sort of and i just it was like in a key that i hadn't it just seemed unfamiliar to me and what I was doing was unfamiliar to me. And it was, I was just thinking, I was like, I'm so, so excited that I keep learning stuff. Right. (laughs) Like I, and it's, it happens quickly because not that I, I don't think that I'm, um, you know, rapidly getting better at any instrument in particular or all of them combined, you know, I'm still, I feel like that comes a bit slower, but I still feel like I'm like learning stuff so fast all the time. Just even just listening to other people's music or like collaborating even minimally with other people. Um, it's so
0: I think that that's exciting. such an important thing. That's like a, you know, that's a different type of fuel to give yourself. That's not, you know, going from town to town. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, you went, to New Douglas, yes. Southern Illinois, to make this record with Philip. It's a it's a funny place mm-hmm. for you to go, but he, he's been doing it down there for a while now, right?
1: Yes. It, I mean, it's him and his wife, Jessie's house. We didn't actually record with Philip. We recorded with Dave Vitrano. but oh, okay. It was on, philips,
0: on yeah. philip's okay well that makes sense because i was gonna say you know i'm listening to this and it's so clean and the first thing that comes to mind when i listen to fun's records is just fuzz and lo-fi so i was like yeah. how did, wh- how, where did this come from from lily and <laughs> philip we got some like beautiful like just oral uh ketones going on here this doesn't make sense
1: Philip can do clean too. Yeah, he. I mean, he recorded Miranda's solo stuff. So good. It, it's so good. It's pretty clean, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like there's so much about it that's so deliberate. You're singing differently. You're doing a, a different sound that's not sleepyhead. Um, how was it? I guess just going in there and and doing it, and doing it with a new type of energy and a new goal i guess were you were you feeling pressure was there was there like internal pressure on like making this thing that has to represent like something more than just another record
1: yeah totally i mean i wasn't i would be completely lying if i wasn't thinking about the fact that like way more people would be hearing it um than ever my music ever has been heard before but i really just tried not to think about that you know i definitely felt that pressure but i tried not to yeah i tried to do it in a place that i was comfortable you know i i love that house i love philip and jesse i've spent time i like married them i performed their wedding ceremony on their front steps like i love that house yeah um i just did a wedding too it's
0: it's 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 amazing right it was
1: I was way more nervous than I ever have been for any show. I was so nervous.
0: (laughs) I was so nervous. Yeah. I was like on the verge of tears the entire time. It was Uh, very nerve-wracking. I was was done in 12 minutes.
1: I was done in like 45 seconds. (laughs) I only had to read like a tiny thing. But anyway, it was like somewhere I was comfortable um, with, you know, we recorded Sleepyhead with Dave and I wanted to do it in a similar way that I'm used to. Recording, so we, you know, we did live tracking, and then Ben and Emily left, and I stayed there and did all the keys and guitar overdubs. Yeah. Um,
0: and it was kind of that process that you talked about with, uh, you know, figuring it out, punching it in, and that being it, or were you yeah, re-experimenting a lot? Well,
1: it like... Spy, the intro to Spy on uh, The Lamb is the same as the demo, Yeah. the blanket demo. Like, I really, I liked that, and I wanted to keep that. But then there's things like, um, um, oh, yeah, Water, Water Over Sex. There's um, a guitar line in the middle, um, and it comes back in the end. It's like, bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. I just improvised that yeah so and i feel like that's such a big part of that song so
0: yeah it's the, um, the lead if you will
1: yeah and uh on the on see you at home the last song uh-huh sen morimoto yes plays saxophone and he freaking came he listened to the song like twice at his house he came into dave's home studio and listened to the song once and then just like improvised that <laughs>
0: god damn
1: i know i love that
0: when that came in i heard it for the first time i was like this is such a good way to end this fucking thing
1: he made and that's another thing it was like i asked him to do that like two days before he did it it was like a week before we turned the record in wow and i think that's a huge i mean i don't know what that song would be like without that and i feel like it really closes up the record yeah it's like
0: it's just interesting to hear you get excited about things that just like come together and they happen and they you know really tie things in. They're integral parts of the songs. And then there's other things that you, when you look at the songs, you just hate them. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> <laughs> there's a is yeah. It there's it like a key,
0: or is it just like it's really easy for you to like find like oh I love this part, this part that's played, and you don't like like oh I i hate the lyrics here i hate like uh you know no, i hate lyrics <laughs> well i know but like that's i feel like there's a lot more of yourself in the lyrics than there are in the guitar part that oh, I you just see. fucking oh busted out
1: i mean definitely i feel more embarrassed by lyrics than other things but there are still there's like a key line that i improvised on one of the songs i'm not gonna say what it is uh-huh. but i don't i hate it i wish it wasn't there i wish i played it on guitar actually i wish it wasn't yeah, the sound that it is i think that i know what i like it just takes me a second <laughs> and sure. it's like some of those things were improvised so close to the end of the record that i i remember Walter over sex i'm not gonna say who but two other people who were working with me were like i don't know about that line that like guitar line yeah and i was like i think that it's good and now yeah. i'm like uh-huh Yes, I'm really glad that I made that decision, but there's other times that other people yeah, were right
0: uh-huh. and I was wrong. And, well, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen forever. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I think it's a really gorgeous record. Thank you. I um, Is it okay if I say that I'm really proud of you? <laughs> I'm sorry sure. if that's like, too much. Um, but one like, of the things that, I related to a lot in all of it was water. And for me, like getting sober, water becomes a a whole new thing for you. And it becomes like you, the line about it's the only thing that you can drink, but it's also, you know, you kind of are in this phase where you're, you have a whole new relationship with your body. And I feel like I, there's this John Mulaney joke that I really like where he's talking about college. And he's like, I Literally did not drink water. And I feel like that was me until I was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. But water, the way it comes through in in this record is, you know, being symbolic of a lot of things. I don't know how deliberate that was, but it really made an impact.
1: That's, it's, I like that it made an impact. A lot of people have asked me about this. I don't, I wasn't aware that I was doing that, actually. I mean, I just, you know it's a lot it's a life force it's around i feel like a lot of people sing about water i've noticed yeah. a lot of people say, use the also say these days these i've days. Noticed another another uh uh-huh trope that i've been noticing <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's uh yeah there's like midwesternisms that i'm very aware of where it's like oh i'm just going to scoop by you real quick or you almost bump into someone everyone just goes oop <laughs>
1: is that midwestern <laughs> I I've don't been know if that for, one's midwestern that might just be time. everybody
0: um, yeah. but yeah dude this is uh, this is a this is a powerhouse you did it
1: thank you done next one
0: next one <laughs> and you know I think that it's it's exciting to hear that things happen for you accidentally um, and things also just sort of happen without you trying because i feel like that's also a really good indicator that you're always kind of hovering around the right spot
1: oh that's cool that's comforting
0: yeah i think it's good that you're always asking these questions of yourself and what you make um i think that they're always gonna benefit you don't be too i hope so don't get too hard on yourself yeah. about it
1: i'll try i'll try i'll try
0: um thanks for coming by for the first time.
1: Thank you for having me for the first time ever.
0: Alright, hey, one of my faves, Lily has an awareness and an energy that I think is very special and the constant conversation that she's having with herself and the way that she looks at things and what she likes in her output and what she doesn't care for once she's removed from it, those are productive thoughts to have and it's good to see that she's found so much benefit from that space. The lamb has a lot to latch on to. Musically and lyrically, happy that she made it and happy that she is continuing to look forward. Check out Lala Lala online, Lala Band Lala. and you can find Blanket at blanketlily.bandcamp.com Subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, we're on Bandcamp, better yet, podcast. Send me those five star reviews. On Apple I will send money to the Chicago Food Depository The website is BetterYetPod.com The Patreon is Patreon.com Slash BetterYetPodcast And thank you so much Thanks to Lily, thank you Chloe And other Lily And thanks to all you Out there, if you know You know, come back next week Thanks Bubba. You're my habit baby I got to have some more of your love, baby Oh, yeah Never have I been locked up in a world of misery I need you, darling, to set me free Come back, baby Try me one more time Oh, baby I'm about to go out of my mind I can't do without you Without, without you, me. baby. Without you, baby. I might as I well can't be you you, baby. baby, Oh, baby. Oh, I baby. Come on back you. to me, baby. I realized I made a I big mistake, baby. You. I can't do without you.